Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chido Jacob, and here this morning to break today's bread with you and to share today's episode with you. Let us pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We are grateful. We lift up everything that we have today before you the day that we have, the body that we have, the resources in our hands, the opportunities, the friends that we know, this message, we receive all of it with thanksgiving and we lift it up with you with thanks in our heart that it will multiply to not only be a blessing to us but to everyone around us. The word of grace in our heart will multiply to peace for us and those around us. Thank you, precious Father, for your wisdom, for your love, for the gift of righteousness that you have so graciously given to us. We are deeply grateful for the forgiveness of our sins. We thank you for the gift of eternal life. We thank you for immortality. We thank you for health and healing in our bodies. We thank you for leading us and guiding us in the right direction in every aspect of our life, bringing us to the place that you've always wanted us to be. Thank you for restoring us to your glory. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you, Father, for everything. We give you all of the praise and the glory. And everyone who prayed with me this morning will say aloud, Amen and Amen and Amen. Okay, so we will continue looking at our heart cleaning series. And of course, like you know, out of it, the Bible said, pay attention to the welfare look at how we say this pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being and you know you know this is true have you realized that this is something that we barely barely pay attention to we are so drawn away by the things that are happening around us we're so drawn away about the things that we're trying to achieve we're so drawn away about the things we have and what we don't have that we barely the average human being does not sit down and pay attention to what is going on in their heart but now we know not only in the scriptures even science is saying that the majority of what happens to us comes from the inside of us beloved this is a huge turn around ask yourself this question how many times did you even know that this is what the situation was we blamed the country we live in we blamed our parents we blamed this we blamed that yeah all those things contributed to what is going on inside of us but don't forget except if it kicks on inside it does not affect us but the bible says that Everything that has to do with us flows from the center of our heart. The Bible said it affects all things that concerns us. Think about it for a moment. Your relationship, the experiences you have had, the gains you have, the losses you have, everything around you. And the scripture said we should pay utmost attention to what is going on, to the welfare of our innermost being. For it is that innermost being that determines the seasons of my life i'm sure you have had different seasons of your life and you never thought about the fact that what controlled your response what controlled the way you handled things came from the innermost being within you and does this make absolute sense when we began to say from the very beginning that the way God solves problems is not the way man solves problems. Man is looking to tell you. Religion tries to 
tell you to have a perfect behavior because without a perfect behavior, God will not like you. God will not bless you. Notice this, never ever paying attention with what is going on in your heart, meaning never paying attention to the source of the behavior. They focus and zero in on the, on the behavior. And that is big. And that's what makes religion and all these other efforts to change men very limited. The word of God, again, like we shared last Sunday, the gospel is not designed to change God. The gospel is designed to change us and changing us is changing our heart, our mind, what is going on in our mind. If you recall, one of the suggestions that I gave to you, I don't want to call them strategies, but because we're not business people, we're a family. So I gave you, I gave it to you as a suggestion, as an advice or something I think I do, something I think I've been doing and it's been helping me and I think it will help you. Remember I told you one of the keys that I use is to find my truth and understand on it. And that's what I want to expand a little bit more this morning. Beloved, to be able to stand in a place is very important because otherwise you're going to be blown around by sometimes contrary experience. Sometimes another wave of knowledge comes in. Sometimes, no, we got to hold on to something and hold it very, very tight. I advised that especially in any area of your life where you are trying to improve, where you're trying to become better or where you looked around, it looks like you're not doing well in that area. Don't make excuses. Remember, one of the things that I mentioned last Sunday, it is religion that, that continues to encourage you to suffer, to go in pain, all in the name of God is testing you or God is preparing you for something. Beloved, every preparation we need has been done in Christ. Don't forget, if it's punishment, Christ has taken the punishment. If it's betrayal, Christ was betrayed for us. If it is to be beaten, he was beaten for us. If it's sickness, the Bible says he carried it away. The Bible says he was crushed and bruised for me. So all the pain, sickness, sorrow, shame were supposed to suffer. He took it away for us. And so that doctrine of God is allowing you to go through this to mature you for his glory. God is trying to test you to see what is in your heart. Beloved, those are religious ideas and that's how people keep suffering and keep digging themselves back in negativity, hoping that this is the work of God. Beloved, that is deception. We suffer. We go through things. We have negative experiences. One, primarily, because we live in a world where there is good and evil and sometimes we find ourselves in the wrong place. God is not using evil to teach you something good. That means there is evil in God. The other reason we wallow and suffer in these things is hugely ignorance. We are not aware, so we make choices of informed people. We don't understand how things work, how things should flow, and we make all these useless decisions, whether we're not sure of what we're doing or how we're handling it. And then when those things begin to manifest, we say God is God is maturing us, or God is punishing us to teach us a lesson, or God is bringing other stuff. Or God, open your eyes and look up, beloved. Open your eyes and look at what is in your heart. The Bible says that my experience, that the seasons of my life comes out from the well-being, 
of my innermost being. That's what the scripture says. So beloved, how often do we search our heart? How often do we try to catch our thoughts? How often do we try to make sure that our innermost being is in perfect health? Praise God. One way to do that is to continue to consume the gospel over and over and over as you do. It is going in there to continue to reset the things that has stopped you, the things that has been limiting you, the limiting beliefs that has suppressed you and kept you down. The gospel goes in there and suddenly your eyes starts to open. You begin to see things in other ways. And you know one of the reasons the gospel doesn't bless a lot of believers because when you are talking, they assume they know what you are talking about. And because of that, they barely listen. You know you can be listening to what I'm saying, but you are not actually listening. And why is that? It is also because of what is already present in your heart that's why you've got to listen over and over if you miss it at the first time you may be able to get it on the second time or on the third time praise god so this morning let's push forward and let me dig a little deeper on the issue of standing on your truth ladies and gentlemen my beloved brothers and sisters brothers and uncles and aunties bro i beg this is one strategy that will always work this is one advice i will always give you is to find your truth and stand on it and then when you do that don't forget i rephrase this intentionally to call it your truth so it's not my truth it is your own truth look look up here it's not even god's truth now though the truth came from him and when i say this truth these are the truth that we find in the revelation of christ don't forget it is in that revelation that I see who I am, you see who you are, you see who God truly is, you see yourself the way God sees you. Inside that place, you must find the truth that addresses every specific area of your life. When you find it, take a stand that this here is my truth. You know why? You can stand on that truth and start to grow. It's like you've taken a seed, you've planted that seed. And that standing, it means that you are continuing to water that seed over and over and over again. Beloved, let me tell you this. Did you know that some of the things that we are trying to undo now are things that have been inside you, some of you, for more than 10 years, some of you, 15 years, some of you, 20 years, some of you, 30 years, some of you, 40 years. This has been what has been present in you. It takes patience to allow the word of God. Now, now, don't forget, it's like a seed was sown and that tree has been growing inside of you for more than 30 years, for more than 40 years. And the fruit, that means the issues, the seasons of our life is the fruit that that tree has been bearing. We're trying not to cut it off from the top. No, we're trying to uproot it from the very, very root, remove it, then put another seed and as you continue to water that seed daily, it will continue to grow. Don't forget some of the experiences that you had or you haven't. You didn't plan it. You didn't pray for it. You didn't wish it, but you saw it happen. You saw yourself take some decisions that you were not supposed to take. You saw things turned out the way they turned out. Not because you wished, not because you fought for it, but you saw it happen. It's also the same thing here. That's why I said 
It is almost like we are circling the wall of Jericho over, over, around with thanksgiving in our heart as we receive the word of God with joy and with shouts of praise as we circle that circumstance over and over. And guess what happened? The walls fall away without you exerting physical energy. Praise God. And you know the best part of this, where you need to do something or take a decision, watch what happens because your heart is now pure and clean. Whatever decision you take will be the best one. You are not deciding or choosing out of fear, out of anger, out of frustration, out of depression, out of what would they say, out of the pressures that we are being pushed, put in. Family pressure, societal pressure, village people pressure. No, that's not why you're making your choice. Every choice that you're making flows out of the fullness of the peace that is in your heart. Praise God. Again, beloved, don't forget, stop looking outward and look inward. When you look outward, look inward. When you look outward, look inward. When you're trying to change a situation outside, look inward. When you're trying to change the size of your bank account, look inward. Beloved, praise God. Amen and amen. Ephesians chapter number 6, verses 13 to 15. I want to show you where brother Paul, the apostle, gave us an inclination to what I'm talking about this morning, about taking a stand on your truth. Ephesians chapter number 6, I read from 13 to verse number 15. Brother Paul writes, because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides so you are protected as you confront the slanderer. The other translation just says the devil. Watch here. Who is doing the confrontation here? We are actually the ones doing the confrontation. What are you confronting? All the lies, all the limiting beliefs, all the superstitions, all the speculations that has limited you, that has not allowed you to blossom the way you ought to blossom, all the superstitions that has kept God away from you, all the religious beliefs that has kept you in bondage. That's what we are confronting. But how do we confront these things? Especially the lies that the enemy, the society, the public, your village people has told you about yourself, concerning yourself. The lies about how limiting you see yourself. Those are the lies that we are confronting. But watch this. He said we must wear all the armor that God has already provided or provides. So you are protected, watch that, as you confront the slander for, of course, because you are destined for all things. Praise God. I love this translation. Look at that. You and I are destined. We are already destined. Oh God, we don't have to fight with God to give us a destiny. Uh-uh. We are already destined for how many things? For all things. And will rise victorious. That means we are destined to rise victorious. What do we need to confront? What we are confronting are the things inside of us that is keeping us limited the thing that is producing anger in us the thing that is producing frustration in us the things that is making us depressed the thing that has given us a negative view of our life of everybody of the world the thing that is making us fearful that's what we are confronting and why should we confront that because we are destined for all things and we are destined to rise victorious praise god as you listen to me this morning by the spirit of god i prophesy over you 
I decree and declare over you victories in every aspect of your life. For it is the destiny, it is your destiny in Christ that you will rise victorious no matter how deep you have fallen, no matter how bad the situation looks now, no matter that if you look around, it looks like there's no way out. But this morning, hear the word of God for you. Victory is assured. You are rising victorious. I see the hand of God himself picking you up to victory. These victories are beyond what you ever imagined. These victories are beyond what, what you thought was possible. And I see them come quickly and easily for you in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen and amen. Now watch this. When I talk about standing on your truth, watch what Apostle Paul said masterfully here in verse number 14. He said, put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in your victory, in your triumph. The more you grow in victory, you put on truth as a belt. Now, historians will tell you that this picture Apostle Paul was painting here, that what he had in his focus, and it's true, if you look at the picture of a Roman soldier, you can tell that this is what Apostle Paul was using as an imagery to explain this. And when you look at the uniform of a Roman soldier, you can find out that it's a single piece. But what they used to hold it together is that belt. Is the belt that holds it together. It's also on that belt that they put in their sword with which they fight. So brother Paul is saying here that what needs to hold everything together for you is truth. Is they put on truth like a belt. To strengthen you it strengthens you it puts everything together so what is this truth in the area you are being challenged in the area that you are fainting in the area that you are not sure or even in the places that you have victory you've got to put on this truth and stand on it because this truth is what holds everything together for you praise god so beloved i encourage you if you are not sure sure of what these things are Look into the words and find out truth for every specific area of your life. That means this is what you know to be truth. And upon this truth, you stand. Praise God. Let me finish up the rest of the scripture before I round up. He said, put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Beloved. The other translation says, put on righteousness as a breastplate. Again, this is the description of the uniform of a Roman soldier. They had this breastplate that covered their chest to protect them from spears or arrows coming from outside. Watch what he said. Again, what does he protect your heart? But listen to this carefully. He says, put on holiness. He didn't say, become holy or do holy. Put on holiness. That means it is something that you wear on. Like a Roman soldier, we wear that breastplate. Of course, the other translation calls it the breastplate of righteousness. And what does it cover? It's your heart. This simply means a heart that is established in the truth that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Always, your heart is protected from accusation. Your heart is protected from being slandered. Your heart is protected from condemnation your heart is protected from guilt don't forget if guilt reigns supreme in your heart it will manifest in your experience if condemnation takes hold of your heart you're opening up yourself for negative things because don't forget 
out of the things that is inside your heart controls or affects the totality of who you are. This is why what this place means literally, if you ask me to interpret this literally, I will tell you that this is a heart that knows how righteous he is in Christ. That means your heart is protected from accusations, from guilt, and from condemnation. Unfortunately, this is what the word, this is what the church fights today. When we teach the righteousness of God, they say we are being heretics. Look at how bad, look at how terrible religion has reduced people. If I teach a sermon that calls them sinners, guess what? If I call them sinners, it condemns them it puts guilt on them, it makes their heart heavy with condemnation, then the same people will receive it as truth. If I teach them the gospel, which says you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, even though you are failing or you may fall, but you are still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, so that we could cure their guilt and condemnation. The same people who are suffering will tell you that you are teaching heresy. Have you seen how deeply dangerous religion has damaged a lot of people? They are struggling with guilt. They are struggling with condemnation. They, their hearts are heavy, but they will prefer to hear you preach the same gospel that will continue to condemn them, judge them, put them in guilt versus hearing the truth that covers their heart. Watch this verse number 15. Stand on your feet a lot. Then you will always be ready to share the blessings of peace. Hallelujah. See what we share, beloved? When your heart is pure, you share the blessings of peace wherever you go and in the things that you do. You become instrumental. You become the glue that holds the peace of your home together. You become the one that is always peace and joy and love is always flowing out from you. You are always a blessing at all times in all situations. Beloved, that is how we bring down heaven to earth. In other words, you are not making your home heaven. You are making your environment heaven. You are making the church of Christ heaven. You are bringing heavenly experience, not just to you and to those around you. Notice this. We have not been talking about commanding things for to change outward. We are focusing because we know that to change outside is to change inside. So beloved, as I round off this morning, I ask you this question. What is your truth? When it comes to finances, what is your truth? When it comes to relationship, what is your truth? When it comes to you, your identity, what is your truth? When it comes to marriage, what is your truth? When it comes to this country or whatever country you live in, what is your truth? When it comes to looking at your future, where you're going to, your health in the future, who you are, who you are going to become. Beloved, I ask you this morning, what is your truth? If you don't have them, that means you have no place to stand. And guess what? You are going to continue to be dancing around like a boat being tossed about by the waves of the sea. But that's not my portion. That's not your portion. So beloved, as you say, amen, don't forget to find your truth. And this morning, you 
have been served graciously by the grace of God. And I pray that you receive it in your hand graciously with thanksgiving as you also turn around to serve as many as you can. Don't forget to keep the message and the messenger in your prayer. The word of God, be not hid and be not covered. Nothing stops it, but it shall continue to grow from glory to glory, person to person, family to family, community to community. The light must come from to all the peoples and nations of the earth as the knowledge of christ covers the earth just like the waters covers the sea have a very wonderful day shalom